broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are. Hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. Live at the TI, Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook. We're going to be here all the way up until 6 p.m. Already had a fantastic guest, Dr. Deneen Vaughn, telling her story, being a Raiders fan of the year for 2020, sharing her uh, story of being an educator and what she's doing to help out the community. think that's a really cool thing. Uh, still have some really good guests that we have coming up on the show today, and, of course, we want to hear from you. But at 3.30, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports, he'll join us, uh, talk a little, little NFL games, about three or four NFL games. We'll, we'll pick Jeff's brain uh, you know, and see where, where the money is at, where you should lay your money at to try to, to win some money this, uh, this football weekend. And then uh, at 4 o'clock, Vinny Bonsignor will join the show uh, as he is uh, in Pittsburgh right now. And he's getting prepared for the Raiders and the Steelers. So his normal show, In the Huddle, it'll be In the Huddle from Pittsburgh with me here at, uh, at Treasure Island. So it's going to be kind of a split location, but we're going to hold it down uh, all the way up until 6 o'clock. So he'll join the show at 4. Then Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We'll also talk some money lines with him coming up at 4.30. And then 5 p.m. to Sean Reed from The Athletic will join us to talk all things Raiders. He was at the media session. He's at practice every day uh, over in Henderson, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So uh, he'll join us at 5 o'clock to talk about this upcoming game and just the Raiders in general as they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. But as promised, I do want to hear from you, and I do got some good text messages on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R, that I'm going to get to. But before I get to that, let me go out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. That's what's up. I'd like to hear that. I just wanted to call in to let the nation know that we showed out on Monday. We made some noise. I just got my voice back. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, man. Me and my cousin, the day they broke ground, promised each other we'd be at that first game. And, you know, pandemic or not, we found a way to make it happen. Right. That's you awesome. I mean, now... Now, for this game, I think the key to the game is for us to bring bring some of that pressure on with us over to Pittsburgh and make make uh, Big Ben throw some errant throws. I think Hobbs is going to get one, and we'll see a couple of pass breaks uh, breakups from the the quiet assassin. Okay. Yeah, All right. And I I feel like I feel like it, we did pretty good on our linebacker core. I like what I saw last week, and I was surprised that most people in the nation didn't know we was going to bring a defense, man. I told everybody I could. They need to get on Raider Nation Radio and get some education. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, to their, to their, uh, in their defense, until you see it, you're not going to believe it just because, well, you know, it's been the Achilles heel of the Raiders for so long that, uh, you know, they didn't have, didn't have a defense. So until someone saw it, they weren't going to believe it. And now the Raiders, they have to back it up, and they have to do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you for everything. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate the call, my man. And that's the thing about it. And, Damon, think about this. And you know, I mean, you've been doing this long enough, and you, you know the, the Raiders well enough. How crazy is it? I, I guess crazy might not even be the right word, but how, how cool is it that there's – it's almost like the, Raider, the Raiders' defense now is the strength of the team. You know what I mean? Like everyone's expecting the defense to be so good after their, their performance that they had Monday night where – just not too long ago, it was the oh no, don't want the don't want the uh, the defense on the field. Now it's like, well, you know, 
hey, that Raiders defense is going to hold it down. I mean, now it's, it's one of those, those elements of the team where you look at it and say, I'm not concerned about them being on the field. Actually, I'm not mad when they are on the field because they do a good job. That turned quick, fast, and in a hurry, and that's a lot of credit to Gus Bradley, and that's a lot of credit to those players that, that are buying in and have bought in and are picking up what Gus Bradley's laying down. It's so it's so funny that you say that because some people would say it's only one game, but it's not just one game. Right. I do think that Gus coming in, that's like the difference maker. Um, after the game on Monday, we had that funny moment where Hondo, he asked Carl Nassim, and he's just like, you know, <laughs> that, that defense last year, it was pretty bad, right? But you guys came out today, and Carl's getting offended. He's like, I was on the defense last year, right? But <laughs> it is different, Carl. <laughs> right, it is, absolutely. Yeah, Hondo wasn't wrong at all. I mean, you know, of course – uh, you know, Carl Nassib had his, his moment with it and he had his fun with it, but, uh, you know, and, and he was a little serious. But at the same time, I mean, that was the Achilles heel. Everyone knows that the defense was was the problem. And so now just through one game, you're seeing that positive step. And, again, in that game on Monday, I thought, and I was very confident when the, <laughs> when the Raiders' defense was on the field because I thought they're going to make a play. They have an opportunity to make a play. And, oh, by the way, they're going to get the ball back to Derek Carr, and that's exactly what they were able to do. So uh, I, I did want to play, before we get to our next call in, in Mitch in New Jersey, hold on one second. I wanted to get to this soundbite from John Gruden uh, because Unique Ngakwe, who's, who's limited today, uh, he's questionable to play on Sunday, don't know if he's going to go. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, most people wrote him off and said there's no way he's going to play on Sunday. And then all of a sudden he practiced yesterday. We had Cassie Soto on from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She said his leg was all heavily taped up. She said, I don't think there's any more tape even left in the, in the state of Nevada or in Las Vegas. There's no more tape because he had so much tape on his, on his leg. And he had a rod on there, you know, to try to, you know, kind of uh, keep his, his, his hamstring stable. So he didn't have to do that. He could have said, hey, you know, coach, my hammy's a little tight. Uh, I want to rest. I'll go to the trainer's room. I'll get some work like that. But instead, he's out there. So I asked John Gruden, and this is something I said I was going to ask him, you know, what kind of message does that send that Ngakwe, who is probably the best player on defense on that team, is out there in practice when he doesn't have to be? Here was John Gruden's answer. Well, he's, he's one of our tough players. He's a team captain, almost unanimously selected. It says a lot, but he wants to win. He knows we got to have him to win. And I, I admire these players that um, – go to extreme measures to do what they have to do to get ready to play mentally and physically, and he's at the top of the top of the chart when it comes to that. So there's John Gruden. He's kind of in a, in a mood. I think he's a little on edge because it's, it's you know, they're about to leave, or they, they probably left by now. But at that point, they were ready to leave for, uh, for Pittsburgh and, and head out there and, and get prepared for the game. So I kind of noticed on Fridays before games, he's, uh, you know, a little bit edgier. And so he was, he, he was a little bit on edge, and, uh, not to mention that he was already after that. Uh, that was the Big Ben question. I think Big Ben, was that a question before? Maybe Big Ben came after that question. But <laughs> I don't know. I just know he was a little on Big edge Ben was the, the question right after that. So you put him on edge a little bit. Then he got the Big Ben question. He's like, who wrote I didn't put who him on edge, first? dog. I didn't put him on edge. I refuse. Do not do not put that on me. What are they say in, uh, in Talladega Nights? Nice? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I don't. I don't. I know I wasn't the responsible one uh, to put him on edge. I just think when he's heading into game into the game weekend, that's what he does. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to our guy Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. How you doing? Uh, chilling, man. Oh, chilling. Love your job. Good to see. Thank you. See the, uh, the high school. Uh, so many uh, good talent out there out in the West, Western Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I follow the Southern California stuff. Uh, these uh, kids in ninth and eighth grade again, or scholarship offers. Hopefully it's just the USC. But anyway, they, they, they let the few get away. Uh, boy, this defense line uh, a couple weeks ago was looking so good. 
these injuries. Like I mentioned, and I, I hope to see Farrell uh, get in the game and, and play well for fourth pick in the draft. Uh, let's see our Alabama boys uh, um, tuning up there. Uh, get some big games, 100 yards. I'm talking Jake, well, not Jacob, no, Drake, and then at least Riggs. And of right. course, our tight end, uh, Wallen, will show up as usual. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, that big Ben. And that draft class, um, he's the last of Mohegan's in that draft class. I think he's better than um, Eli, and of course, uh, Silver Rivers never got to get a, right. a ring because uh, Chargers are just cursed. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. But if yes. we come out 2 0, looking good. There you go. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, it's a tough game. No doubt. I mean, hey, if anyone thought that the Raiders were going to just stroll into Heinz Field and go on and get them a couple hot dogs at halftime and chill and have an easy, breezy game, man, you you got the wrong Pittsburgh Steelers that, that the Raiders are about to play. This is going to be no walk in the park. Uh, it's going to take every one of those players on that team. It's going to take Derek Carr. It's going to take that defense. It's going to take John Gruden. He's going to have to call a really good game. They're going to have to capitalize. They're not going to be able to get down uh, by the goal line and settle for field goals. They're going to have to punch it in and get and get touchdowns. You know, that they've they've got to make that happen. But with that being said, I do believe they can. They got off to a very slow start offensively on Monday and still put up 33. I mean, just think about that. Ten points at halftime, still ended up with 33 points. Josh Jacobs, him not being there, it's it's unfortunate. He's a hell of a player. Uh, in his career so far, he's he's played in 29 games out of a potential 33 games. So he's missed, you know, and he's going to miss obviously a game on on Sunday. I don't know how many games he's going to be out, but that's just unfortunate, you know. 13 games he played in his rookie year. Last year he played in 15. So far this year he's played in one. So uh, yeah, just would love to see Josh Jacobs out there, but there is a reason why Kenyon Drake's on the team, not just to be a running back insurance, just in case Josh Jacobs goes down, but also because he adds so many different elements to the game. He does so many different things. He catches the ball really well in the backfield. He can line up out, out wide. He could be that joker that John Gruden expected Lynn Bowden Jr. to be. He could be that guy. So uh, for everyone who's saying, well, that's the reason why the Raiders went out and got uh, Kenyon Drake was because of Josh Jacobs. That's part of it, but that's not the whole thing. The whole thing is this guy is very versatile, could do many things, including returning kicks. He could do that as well. So the dude could be uh, an absolute big-time player, and I do expect him to be a big-time player. So uh, I, I think Peyton Barber is going to get a lot of burn on Sunday. Kenyon Drake's going to get a lot of burn. Trey Regis, I know a lot of people are, are, are calling his name. My Twitter page is blowing up with Regis, Regis, Regis. I mean, he might get a little bit of burn, but I'm expecting to see a heavy dose of Drake and a heavy uh, dose of, uh, of Barber. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out. And on top of that, to take it a step further, I expect to see Derek Carr throw the ball a lot. I really do. I think you, uh, with to, to try to slow down that pass rush, of T.J. Watt and, and, and Cam Hayward, you're going to see a lot of quick passes, see a lot of uh, passes to the slot. Again, I've, I, I highlighted Trey Norwood. Trey Norwood is the seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma. He's a rookie. That's a guy. If you want to talk about, you know, you're only as good as your weak link, that would be the guy that I circle and say, if the Raiders could try to exploit one part of the, the defense or the Steelers, look for Trey Norwood. Wherever Trey Norwood is, do exactly what I said earlier. You know, mouse in the house, mouse in the house. Go after that dude early and go after that dude often. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Gangster Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Check. Hey, but remember remember last year against Carolina when the defense stepped up and had to um, pretty much close the game out for us in that game, and they um, won the game against Carolina? Yep. Yeah, it was, it was, it was similar, but I, 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 it's a totally different field than this year. I think last year – when it happened, everybody was like surprised and and kind of like happily shocked. 
you know what I mean? But this year, I think it's, it's a different feeling, like, because, you know, defense got the ball back. Like you said, you expected it. You yep. can call it, like you said, during the game. We didn't get that feeling last year, you know what I'm saying, the Carolina game. But right. I just want to say, I think it's a whole different feeling, and that's why I think we could win this game, because, you know, that's why um, we got the defensive line to come in waves for games like this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because we got one, we got one wave coming, then we got the second wave coming, and also I think our secondary can eat just like the um, defensive line eight against um, Baltimore. I think the secondary can eat this time because I think we're going to get unexpected unexpected pressure that Ben is not going to expect, especially coming up the middle with um, Fireline. You know what I'm saying? And I think once we get that pressure on him, he's going to throw a couple of um, where you know wayward passes, and that could. Um, Step up for the. I mean, have to step, have the secondary step up and get a few picks. And I think that's the um, the um factor or the X factor. That's why a lot of people not counting on due to the fact that our secondary is pretty much still unknown because you know they really um you know they played well during the Baltimore game, but you know we didn't expose too much, so we still there's an unknown. They just know our defense is better. But I just wanted to say that the defense is. It's a whole totally different feel. Like you said, we knew we got confidence in the defense this year. Like you said, you knew we were going to get the ball back. You knew it was um, – we didn't know – we didn't automatically think game was over because, oh, we – defense got the um, – got to, we got to count on the defense. All oh, the games – it wasn't that feeling, and it's different this year. That's why I think we go go out – I don't think it's going to be hard as a lot of people think it's going to be. I think we go out, we win. I ain't going to say easily, but I think we win by at least 10 or more. Okay. You know what I mean? I think we win by double digits. And then we start off 2-0, undefeated. You know what nice. I'm saying? What you think, Q? I think that that's a possibility, my man. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. I do think it's possible. I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that, that the Raiders win this game. I really don't. Uh, if they end up 2-0 on the season and head back to Vegas to take on Miami, I, I would not be shocked at all. I, I do believe this is a game that's very winnable. I mean, when these two teams get together, first of all, crazy things always happen. Weird stuff happens. Anyone who's been following the Raiders long enough knows that weird things happen when the Raiders play the Steelers. I have so many stories of just, you know, watching the game, sitting at the house, watching the games with, you know, with my kids and just just seeing all the weird, strange turn of affairs. I mean, if it was, comes from Bruce Gratkowski going back and forth with the with the Steelers and, and you know, having a, a, a shootout, if it's Richard Seymour hitting Big Ben in the, in the face mask and knocking him down and getting kicked out of the game. I mean, there's just – one thing after the other happens when it comes to the Steelers. If it's the last game that they played in Oakland where Big Ben gets knocked out of the game and then the x-ray machine's not working and he stays out of the game and then all of a sudden he comes back in later. I mean, just things that you would never hear. Who ever hears of the x-ray machine not working right? Nobody. Nobody would ever even think that that becomes a factor in the game, the x-ray machine. But that was, uh, that was something that played a role in the game. Now, I don't know how much it played the role. I mean, that's something that – that the Steelers, that their side of things said, I mean, I, I kind of feel like they thought they were going to win the game, so they got a little cocky. But that's just me. That's just my thinking. Just strange things happen when Pittsburgh and, and the Raiders get together. And so this is going to be no difference. The only difference is it's going to be played at Heinz Field. You know, and, and like I said before, the Raiders actually have a pretty good record against the Steelers. They really have. I mean, they, I think they're over the last, what, seven games, I think they're 5-2. and two? <laughs> You know, so – Saying that they can win this game is not out of the realm of possibility at all. It's just they got to go in there and play a clean game. And I just know that T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward are nothing to shake a stick at, man. Those dudes, those dudes can absolutely go. So uh, the offensive line is going to be tested, man, early and often. So that's why I think you're going to see Derek Carr get the ball out of his hands as quick as possible because you don't want to sit there and, 
and hold it too long. Hold that rock too long. You, you study long, you study wrong. That's what they say in dominoes, right? Well, he better uh, not study long because if he does, he might be running for his life, and that's not a good scenario. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to our guy, Sal. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Hey, what's up, Cube? Big long-time listener. Love your podcast, love your show, love everything, man. Thank I you. love listening to you. But I do want to point out is that how you mentioned last year's, last season that our offensive line, it got it was only together for two plays. Yeah. And throughout the whole season, they did good. So this year, John, was it uh, Denzel Good goes down, Simpson sits in. I think that's not going to be a big issue as other people might think from the outside of the organization. What do you think, Q? Well, that's a good point, you know, and, and I'll say this. Tom Cable's earned the right for us to believe that he can get it done because of the, what you just said. Last year, the offensive line was only together for a handful of plays. And then all of a sudden it was mixed match and, and taking this part and putting it over here. And it's like basically he was putting duct tape all over the offensive line last year. And believe it or not, it held together. <laughs> you know, I mean, duct tape lasts for a while. You know, I don't believe in all that Gorilla Glue. and No, Gorilla Glue works. Mm-hmm. Gorilla Tape works. But that other stuff don't be working. That Flex Seal and all that, that don't work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Cuba. Thanks for taking my call, man. Love you. Love it. Raider Nation. Let's get this W on Sunday. There you go. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Don't get me started, Demon, on like flex tape and all that other stuff that you see on those infomercials. Uh, all that stuff is so fake. So fake. Are you I, telling me that the flex seal, like the spray that turns black, that it doesn't work? No, it does not work, man. It's all fake, man. It's all. Did made you have a bad TV. experience? Did you try to repair your boat with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, I took my boat. I cut a big-ass hole in my boat and then decided I was going to try to seal it with some tape. Yeah, that's what I did. No, no, no. I would never do that. Who would ever do that? Think about that. First of all, think about that. And now I'm on my soapbox about these stupid infomercials because the wife always says, oh, I want that. I was like, why? It doesn't work. All that stuff, man, all those commercials. And then, they, and then you know how they get you? And right now, we'll get you one for free. You know what I always thought about those? Because it's just like, if you call now within the next 10 minutes, how are they going to know when I saw this commercial? Right, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Damon. Thank you. See, I knew that I was learning you. I knew I was learning you and you were going to be all right, man. I'm so glad that you said that. Because, yeah, people always think, oh, let me hustle up and call them right now. They don't know when 10 minutes ago was for you. I might have watched it. Anyway, I'm, like I said, I, I'm going to get fired up talking about this thing. But all those things, all, you can go through all those, those damn infomercials, man. They get me so angry. Flex tape, flex seal. Uh, what else do they have? There's so many. Different, like Gorilla Glue and all that, I, I believe in the Gorilla Tape. That's, that's good stuff. As a guy who, you know, helps put up and set up equipment and everything like that, that's great stuff to tie stuff down. I mean, that's good stuff. But all that other stuff, and they got the sunglasses that have, like, some great scenery or something when you put them on. Like, have you seen on. the bug assault? The what? It's like, um, so you take regular table salt and you put it in the little contraption and you like you shoot it and you can like kill bugs. The bug assault. Oh my gosh. I just got a thumbs up here at the table. <laughs> I just got a thumbs up here at the table. I refuse to believe that that works either. All that stuff is all fake. What was that? 1999, but right now you can get it for 999. You can get two of them. Yes, of course, you got, but you got to act fast. Of course, you got to act fast. All that stuff is so fake. Anyone who falls for that stuff, man, I ch- I'm here to do a service. I'm here to tell everyone, don't fall for the banana of the tailpipe. Don't do it. No, man, those pans are super nonstick. 
There are so many infomercials. I could pull up. I could go to my computer right now and just Google, like, dumb infomercial, and I guarantee you I'll find something, something silly. But there's always something, man. Dumb infomercial products. Potty putter. Shake weight. How about that? Slap chop. Oh, the slap chop. I'm not going to lie. That's one where I'm like, yo, that it would make, it would save you the time. What is a slap chop? It's like, aren't you tired of cutting onions? Then you just put like the onion in the in the slap chop. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Slap it up real quick. And you got cut onions. Perfectly diced. There's one here that I want to say, but I don't want to say it because I don't want you to have to dump it. But it's a kind of a bear. And it's not a teddy bear, but it sounds similar to it. So I'll just leave it alone. You can figure that out. How about the comfort wipe? I don't even know what that is. The wearable towel. How about that one? Booty pop. That sounds like something that we shouldn't even be talking about. Booty pop. <laughs> is this list on good selling ones or just dumb ones? It's just 25 worst infomercial products people still buy. Well, you only, like you, you, you looking at the negative. I like to think of the positive. Some people, you know, you looking at the glass half empty as some should look at the glass half full. What about the good ones? Okay, how about this one? This one is called. I don't even want to say it because I know you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind. The comfort wipe. The comfort wipe is a solution to personal hygiene when reaching is a challenge. According to the infomercial, this product always allows you to maintain your dignity while maintaining your personal hygiene. Who can resist this amazing thing? The booty pop. Okay, let me explain to this, and then we'll take a break. The booty pop will take your booty to a whole new level. The push-up panties will get you noticed with every outfit, no matter how flat your butt is. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a booty pop is. I number, mean, come on, it's number man. nineteen on the list of twenty-five, brother. But what about the sham wow? Let's talk about the good ones. <laughs> well, that'll be for another segment. That'll be for another. I got people walking by me wondering why I'm talking about the booty pop as I'm here at Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook, here till six o'clock. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> She, was like, she thought I was talking about, see, now you're going to get me in trouble, man. You're going to get me in trouble. going to get me on some kind of charges, I man. know you had at least one George Foreman grill in your life, right? Uh, no, I don't cook. I don't cook. Uh, so I never did. My roommate back in the day, my roommate Jacob, who's my barber too, he, uh, he always he did that. He did have a George Foreman grill, but I didn't touch that stuff. I don't cook. I leave that to uh, the professionals or anyone besides me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch the cooking, and I don't swim, but I do want an affinity pool. 326 is the time when we come back. We'll be talking to my guy, Jeff Benson, from Circus Sports. He's actually got an idea of what's going on. He's going to tell you where to place your money on some NFL games this weekend. That's coming up next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we are back live. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Show's going by fast and furious. We've been on the air since 2, and it's already 3.30. And if it's 3.30, that means it's time to talk to our guy, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. He's going to break it all down, let us know where to lay the money at, what teams we should be looking at, and uh, just give us the details on a couple NFL games. But, uh, Jeff, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you so much for your time. And what have you thought so far of the first week of the NFL, plus uh, obviously the Thursday night game we saw Washington getting the victory over the Giants last night? Yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously, you know, the biggest talk, you know, going into week two uh, is certainly going to be people looking at the week one results uh, and kind of factoring that maybe a little bit too heavily into the handicapping process, you know, for week two. So I I would say it's certainly a week uh, where you have quite a few overreactions. And I think it's, uh, you know, something you kind of got to step back and, and, and say that, you know, teams probably aren't as bad as they showed in week one. And, you know, teams that played, you know, uh, above their ceiling probably aren't going to be as good as they showed week one. And, you know, I think things tend to normalize. Uh, so you, you don't really want to get carried away too much with what you saw week one uh, and really overly let it affect your handicap uh, in terms of when you're looking at these, uh, you know, lines and these games for week two. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, Jeff, before we get into some of these plays, why don't you tell everyone about the specials, you know, the big uh, contest that you have going on over at Circa. Yeah, so we uh, we finished shine-ups uh, last Saturday, uh, and we had a really good, uh, you know, ending uh, in terms of rush of late sign-ups. So, you know, we were able to get 4,087 people in the Circa Million. Wow. Uh, and we were able to get 4,000 uh, and 80 people in the Circa Survivor. So, you know, when you when you factor in both contests, you know, roughly 8.15 million uh, in entry fees. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to put out 1.92 million in the Circa Survivor to get it up to that 6 million guarantee. Uh, but when all is said and done, you know, we guaranteed 10 million between both contests. Uh, obviously, the sign-up window is closed, but, uh, you know, certainly an exciting time here uh, for football fans as they root on their Circa Million and Circa Survivor picks. And, uh, you know, for those players who want to get in it next year, you know, I would certainly say, uh, you know, reach out on, on CircusSports.com on the website. You know, look at the details, the price structure, and things like that. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they're two of the best contests, you know, in the city and in the world. And, you know, if you're a football fan and you want something to, to root on all season long, uh, there's no better way to play it. No, no doubt about that, man. That's a lot of money that folks have an opportunity to win. That's a great thing. We're talking right now with Jeff Benson from Circus Sports. Uh, Circus Sports on Twitter is at Circus Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's get into some of these plays. How about the Packers and the Lions? This game is being played in Lambeau Field. Both teams 0-1, kind of a surprise with Green Bay. But as you mentioned, don't overreact to one week. So Green Bay didn't look very good. The Lions, well, their coach eats kneecaps. So what's your thoughts on this one? What's the Lions telling you, and, and how are you feeling about it? Yeah, so currently right now uh, the Packers are minus 11 here at Circus Sports. Uh, you know, to, to your point, it, it's all about overreaction. You know, I, I think last week, you know, we bet on the Saints, you know, plus four, plus three and a half. Uh, they easily uh, routed the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. Um, you know, I think, you know, the Saints were probably better than people thought they were going to be. So, you know, I, I think this is a spot where when you look at the game, Rodgers is probably going to play better than he did week one. You know, I think the Packers, off of a loss, uh, you know, coming home, uh, certainly don't want to start 0-2, uh, especially against a division foe. Uh, and when you look at this line, you know, for me, I have it closer to 14. When you look at the way 
the Lions came back and scored some late touchdowns versus the 49ers. It made that game a lot closer than what it actually was. You know, the 49ers were really able to move the ball and dominate um, in the first half. Uh, obviously, Jeff o- o- Okuda, you know, the cornerback for the Lions is out, um, and I think their defense is really, really banged up. And I think now going into Lambeau uh, on a Monday night primetime football game uh, against the Packers team that's probably going to be very hungry uh, coming off a loss, to me, uh, had the Lions not rebounded and scored those late points versus the 49ers. I think this line uh, would be two touchdowns or north of two touchdowns. Uh, so for me, laying 10.5 or 11, I think there's a little bit of value here with the Packers. All right, there you go. Packers and Lions giving you the details on that game. Again, talking with Jeff Benson from, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness. Now, how about this game? This is near and dear to my, uh, my, my colleague in the studio, Damon Cotton. He's a Titans guy. The Titans are in Seattle. Titans are 0-1 on the season. Seattle's 1-0. The Titans' offense looked pretty bad week one. And Seattle, well, they like to cook with Russell Wilson. So uh, what's the numbers on this one, and how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, like I said, I, I think this is, uh, you know, an overreaction to what you saw in week one. Obviously, the uh, the Seahawks went on the road. Russell Wilson and company looked great in terms of their dismantling of the Colts. Uh, obviously, I'm not as high on the Colts as maybe some other people or the market is. Uh, but I think when you look at the Titans, you know, behind the Chiefs and maybe the Ravens, uh, you know, the Titans were talked about as being, you know, a perennial contender in the AFC Uh, Obviously, with the addition of Julio Jones, you know, there was definite talk that offense was going to take a step forward. And, you know, obviously they got outplayed massively by uh, Arizona. But I think, you know, this line, you know, at six or six and a half now in the market, I I, I think it's just too much. You know, I I, I think these teams are closer to a pick on a neutral. Obviously, obviously this game is in Seattle. Uh, But for me, I'd have this closer to three and a half, four. Uh, And when you're getting six and a half, uh, or six, you know, depending upon where you look in the market. I think it's just too many points. You know, I think the Titans will travel well. Uh, I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill will settle down. Obviously, it was, uh, you know, his first game in that new system uh, now that Arthur Smith, uh, the offensive coordinator, is uh, in Atlanta. Uh, but I think the Titans are going to bounce back here, not necessarily uh, as, as uh, a team that's going to win the game, uh, but I certainly think they can keep it close and cover that six or six-and-a-half point spread. All right, there you go, Demond. Does that make you feel a little bit better? I was ready to say, "Great job, Jeff. Great analysis." But then he said, oh, "I don't think they can win the game." And then it's like, oh, "Hold on, man. <laughs> Slow your roll, homeboy." <laughs> That's uh, funny. That is funny. Well, Demond, I mean, you know, there's always something. At least they, you know, get a little closer and everything. I mean, you're almost going to get a victory, Demond. Don't worry. We're talking right now with Jeff Benson from Circus Sports here on NSA Roughness, and let's go ahead and close things out. This game is pretty intriguing. This is the uh, the the battle of two rookie quarterbacks, the Patriots at the Jets. Both teams 0-1. You know Bill Belichick doesn't want to start out and uh, be 0-2. And uh, the Jets, well, they're still the Jets. And so they got Mac Jones as the Patriots quarterback. You got Zach Wilson as the Jets quarterback. Uh, what are the numbers telling you in this one, Jeff? And uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, so right now we have the Patriots as five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road versus the Jets. You know, I think when you look at this game, um, you know, defensively, you know, I, I think that the Patriots are really going to be able to, to bring pressure uh, and, and confuse Zach Wilson. And I think when you look at the two quarterbacks, while maybe in the long run Zach Wilson might be a better prospect, 
I think today Matt Jones is the better quarterback, and I definitely think the Patriots are the better team. So I, I think when you look at the matchup, um, obviously both teams are off a loss, but when you look at what New England did, you know, defensively, uh, they were able to, you know, hold to a tag of Iloa and that Dolphin offense in, in check. Uh, and I think if it wasn't for those turnovers in the red zone, you know, that they would have had a really good shot to win the game. Uh, conversely, on the other side, when you look at what the Jets did on the road uh, against the Carolina Panthers, you know, at one point in the game they were down 16 nothing. Uh, and, but when you look at the final score, it was 19-14. to 14. So I, I, I think the 19-14 score wasn't as indicative of the domination that the Panthers put on um, the Jets uh, in, in terms of, you know, defensively, you know, the Jets could not move the ball uh, at all. You know, I think they got most of or half of their yards you know, on, on one of those last late touchdown drives. So I think if the Jets don't make it close there, and I think obviously uh, if, if the Patriots don't turn the ball over in the red zone uh, and win the game, you know, I think when you're looking at what this number should be, um, I, I, I would have it closer to a touchdown, maybe seven and a half. Uh, but I think Bell Belichick off a loss, uh, he's going to have, you know, his team locked in, ready, and focused to go. Uh, and I think at this stage in the game, you know, Mac Jones, you know, has a better command of that offense. Uh, and ultimately, the, the Patriots have better weapons, uh, and they're able to move the ball uh, and defend better uh, than what I think the New York Jets are going to be. So, you know, if, if I was betting this game, I would certainly be laying the five and a half. Uh, you know, if that number goes higher, I would certainly lay six, six and a half, up to a touchdown in my opinion. Uh, I think this number's a little bit short. Uh, I think these are two teams uh, in a division uh, that are definitely going in opposite directions, um, and I'm not very high on the uh, the Jets this year, um, so I, I would be looking to fade them here in this spot. There you go right there. I like it, man. Great breakdowns. Uh, some little NFL action going on this week. Uh, Je- this week, Jeff Benson from Circle Sports is our guest right here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, for this weekend, Jeff, or, I mean, for all people's viewing uh, pleasures going on at the Circle Sports, what can they do just to come and enjoy the games and, and check them out with what you guys have going on over there? Yeah, obviously it's going to be a, a, a packed weekend here in downtown Las Vegas. Obviously life is beautiful in town, but, uh, you know, for those football fans who want to come out um, and enjoy college football on Saturday or the NFL on Sunday, you know, come down here to the, to the D, the Golden Gate, uh, or Circa Las Vegas, the first new resort and casino in downtown Las Vegas here in 40 years. Uh, we got the world's largest three-story sports book and the world's largest pool amphitheater up at Stadium Swim, uh, two of the best venues in the city to, uh, to watch. Uh, sports and uh, obviously root on the uh, the hometown Raiders as well. There you go. There you go. Great stuff as always, Jeff. Definitely appreciate you, man, and uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Q. Enjoy your weekend. No doubt about it. There he goes, Jeff Benson from Circus Sports, joining us, letting us know where to lay our money on a few uh, little NFL action, little NFL games that are going on on Sunday. And, of course, like he mentioned, there's some really good games going on on Saturday as well. How about Alabama and Florida? That's a good game. In the swamp. Alabama. I'm a big Alabama guy. You said not, that, and it's like, what you mean? Like, I don't think they're going to win. Who? Florida? Yeah, Florida. You're like, oh, how about Yeah, how about it? Oh, it's going to be a good game. I, I think, I mean, they're, what, 14-and-a-half-point favorites right now? I don't think that they – I don't think Alabama covers that. I, I think that it's a closer game. I do think Alabama wins, but 14-and-a-half points is a lot of points, dog. 
Uh-huh. I bet Miami thought they had a good shot, too. they like, hey, we range. <laughs> you're like, yeah, whatever you're talking about, Q. You ain't no damn handicapper. Shut up. <laughs> no, it ain't about being a handicapper. I just don't think. Don't, no, I'm saying can... about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> That's what you're saying to me. Like, yeah, Q. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're not buying it, huh? No, I'm not buying you, you know, it. Could be like, it could be maybe in the 20s. If it was like, yo, 23 and a half, I'd be like, all right, man, maybe it might be a smart play to put some money on Florida. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. See, that's what. See, you're on the same page with me. I'm saying put money on Florida. It's 14 and a half points uh, favorite for Alabama. I mean, that's a lot of points. So, yeah. See, you're on the same page. You're just trying to confuse me. No, Q. I don't think they, they – no, there's no way that if you're putting money on Florida, they're not going to be that close. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so you're not on the same page with me. No, I'm, they losing by at least three touchdowns. <sighs> I'm crumpling this paper up and throwing it away, man. You've got me so confused. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done with you. When I come back, though, we do have some calls. We have some texts I want to get to. 702-365-9200. Want to continue to hear what you think your keys to the game is going to be this weekend. How do the Raiders leave Pittsburgh with a dub? Not an L, but a dub. What will they need to do? What are the keys to the game? And, of course, we have the Sam and Ash text line as well, wide open like some old school TV antenna, 69187, keyword R-N-R. 344 is the time. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. As I'm sitting here at the TI, Golden Circle Sportsbook, I'm looking up and there's a Marcus Allen jersey sign with a couple pictures of him running the rock right here next to me. Good timing on that one, Damon. I like that. Nice little drop. Sun Necessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're here till 6 o'clock. Usually the show is going to be wrapping up right about now, but Vinny Bonsignor, who's in Pittsburgh, he's uh, going to join the show in a few minutes, and then I'm just going to hold it down and be here until 6 o'clock. So we're just going to kind of keep this thing riding. Every single day I ask for more time. I need more time on the show. A lot of times I need more time because I get sideways for a, a segment or two, and so then I always get myself backed up, and I need more time. But that's just how I do. I just I can't help myself. Matter of fact, got a, a tweet from uh, the Nap God. That's cool. When you call yourself the Nap God, that's his uh, that's his name on Twitter. Uh, his Twitter handle though, no, that's his handle. His at, his actual at name is at Gordo Pero Guapo. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the Nap God. I think that was a lot easier to say. He said, "I love how your boy Q always takes a left turn on unnecessary roughness on Radio Nature Radio 920." I do, man. I don't know what it is, but somehow every show. You can guarantee I'm going to make a left turn. And it's going to go from one spot and one conversation to a whole nother conversation. But that's that's all good. That's just how your boy gets down. And speaking of conversations going to a whole nother place and taking a left turn, let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to our guy, Raider Mike, who's got a story he wants to tell. What's up, Raider Mike? What's up, my man? Anyway, I'm finally out of hell, known as Greyhound. <laughs> that's positive. 62 hours in bus stations, Kansas City, Denver, Nashville, Indianapolis, and Miami. Pretty much all the people we got to go through to get to the Super Bowl, which we are going to make a run to. But I've been a Raider fan. I'm the age of the Super Bowl. And in 1972, the Immaculate Bull crap happened. Right. That stuck in my craw for a long, long time. 
Anyway, in 1990, I became a corporate shark for companies like MCI, um, Frontier, Adelphia, which used to be the name of the Titan Stadium. But anyway, I had two weeks of hardcore training, and for some reason, uh, for the first time in my life, I had a connection flight in Pittsburgh. And we'd been drinking all day, celebrating that we just got out of the training. Then I continued on to the plane. And I'm, I get off the plane, get to go connect to the other plane. On my way to walking over to the connection flight, I look over and I go, what is that over there? That is a, that's a statue of Franco doing the immaculate reception, pick the ball off the turf, illegal play. And there's four or five other illegal things that happened in that place. Phil Villapiano explained earlier today on the tailgate. Anyway, I have got a full bladder. There's hardly any security. It's like 1030 at night. And we get even, at least in my mind. (laughs) I said, the NFL got away with the worst call in history. Maybe the tuck rolls right there with it. I'm going to get away with my... Worst call in personal history. I'm going to let loose and spray this statue. <laughs> and I got away with it. I did not get caught. Rolled onto the plane back to Portland with the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> and probably the best revenge a Raider fan has ever had in his life. So there you go. Nice, nice. Thank you, Raider Mike, for that. He, uh, let it rip on the statue, huh? All right, good stuff right there. Well, I'll know now when I fly into Pittsburgh not to get anywhere near that statue because uh, I don't know if they were able to, to get the Lysol wipes or get the wipes on it and clean that thing up, but uh, that's pretty funny. Good stuff right there. And I, I love it when, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's what sticks in your mind, and that's, uh, you know, that, that just it took you to that place when you saw that statue. That's, that's good stuff right there. What do you think about that, Damon? Do Titans fans, do they do that? Uh, no, I haven't heard of a story. I mean, maybe St. Louis doesn't even have a team anymore, so I, w- I won't even be able to go up there and do anything. So, uh, no. I don't think you're cut like that anyway. You think I wouldn't, man? Uh, you know what's so funny? One time here in Vegas, you know, it was like, uh, you know, a little party, you know, getting a little crazy, and I also was urinating outside. And then, like, a security guard, he's like, hey, you can't do that here. And I hit him with, uh, you know, being a smart ass. I was like, is it because I'm black? And he said, <laughs> And then this is a big, like, 300-pound black man. He's like, you can't pull that car with me, brother. And uh, I, didn't have any, I didn't have an answer for that one. <laughs> no, because it's illegal, dummy. <laughs> you can't do that. You can only use that when it's, like, something that you're not doing wrong. You were literally doing something wrong. You can't use – man. Jeez. And you got to know who you're talking to when you're saying that too. Were you not paying attention, or were you just? No, I wasn't. You know, he was saying it, and it was just like that was, that was the only that was the only comeback I had. Oh man, that was a bad comeback. <laughs> well, that's good stuff, I guess. Got this text six nine one eight seven keyword R and R Salmon Ash text line Q. You sound like you tried flex. You, you sound like you tried to use flex seal on an infinity pool or something. It didn't work out well. <laughs> it's talking about me and saying the flex seal doesn't work. I just don't believe in that stuff, man. That stuff is such – I just – those commercials just crack me up. I mean, who would cut a hole in their boat and then decide they want to reseal it? Like, who would do that? Like, the point is you don't want a hole in anything. Why would you decide, hey, this is what I'm going to do just to prove to you that it works? That's dumb. I would never do that. Now, if something were to happen at some point along the road, I might say, well, maybe this is a last-ditch effort, but I'm not going to do it just to do a demonstration. 
because when that demonstration fails, and then on top of that, I'm sure not going to make a big old hole as, as big as that thing was in that boat and then go out on the water and think that, hey, this is going to be the first place I test this at. Come on, man. Anyway, going back to this text from East Bay Raider Gray, says keys to the game, short passing game to help against the pass rush. Put Big Ben on his back. Raiders win 20-17. to 17. Nice. I agree with that. Short passing game is going to help in a major way. Derek Carr is very good at getting the ball out of his hand quickly. And, you know, John Gruden's really good at scheming things up like that. So I, I think that that is a good uh, key to a victory. And Raiders win 2017. I have them winning by three as well. I don't know what the final score is going to be, but I do have them winning by three points as well. Uh, how about this? A text from Raider Dre from San Jose. I know they don't play against each other, but Max has to go blow for blow with T.J. Watt, making big plays and show the ro- world who the best defensive end is in the league. That's from Raider Dre in San Jose. And I'll just say this. I don't know if he's got to go blow for blow with T.J. Watt. I'll just say he needs to show up and be a factor. He really needs to be a force in the game because I don't know how effective Ngakwe is going to be if he plays, but Max Crosby's got to show that that wasn't just a one-off against a, a right tackle that wasn't that isn't doing very well for the the, uh, the Ravens in Andrew Villanueva. He's got to show that he's arrived in his third year in the league, he's he's gonna you know make some big time plays. So uh, that's that's exactly what uh, what he needs to do. So um, yeah, that's that that's a good key right there to the game. Just having Max Crosby go out there and do what he do. Uh, Mailman Raider hit us up and said, "Did Christmas come early? Four hours of Q and Demond. Let's go. I like that." And then got a hashtag from MH for Raiders uh, hashtag Kimani's game, and that's uh, I've coined that as well. Uh, thank you so much for that. What's up, Doc? What's up, homeboy? Oh, man, chilling, chilling. All right, now the Cavalry's here. Now it's on. It is on. 3.56 is the time. When we come back, Vinny Bonsignor will actually take over the sticks. I'll join him, though, so we'll be here for another two hours at Treasure Island, at the TI, Golden Circle Sportsbook. Come on down. Hang out with us. We're going to be here till 6 o'clock, and Vinny will be uh, running the wheels of steel coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.